Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. On today's wrestling news, Tony Khan announces that he's very interested in Zelina Vega. A UFC megastar teases a WrestleMania or WWE match. John Morrison suffering from a knee injury. And some top superstars are potentially set to team up at WWE Fastlane. Are you ready? Are you ready for the news time? Yes, welcome to the Saturday News. My name is Phil Chambers and I'm joined by Gareth Morgan. Uh, but before we get into it, make sure you subscribe to the channel, like the video, comment down below what you think of all of today's news stories and links to each story is in the description below. Click the timestamps and away you go. But first up, uh, Tony Khan was speaking on the Wrestling Observer News Radio uh, yesterday. News Radio? Wrestling Observer Radio yesterday um, about a certain Zelina Vega and saying how he is very interested in reaching out to her to get her into AEW. Now, obviously, she was fired after the whole you can't stream on Twitch and do outside uh, things like Cameo anymore. And she was very outspoken to that uh, since she is quite big on Twitch, which is A to Z on YouTube on Twitch if you want to go check her out. Um, so obviously, she got fired after that and then she's been under a no compete, which should be ending imminently. Um, on the radio as well, Khan said that he thinks that she's still under the no-compete, but as soon as they've got this women's tournament out of the way, he will be reaching out to her to try and get her in AEW. Personally, I think um, Thea Trinidad, her real name, would be a fantastic fit in AEW. I think she'd bring something different to that women's division. Um, a little bit of star power, a little bit of like, um, TV like confidence and personality. Like everything she did in the sort of managerial role, the on-camera stuff, she was absolutely fantastic at and every day she was getting better in the ring. So I think she'd be a really, really good fit there over in AEW. What do you think? No, she definitely will. And like you said, it's that it's that bringing eyes to the to the division, which would be the massive plus for this. Because yeah. I think as far as, far as the actual in-ring actions going in AEW in that women's division, if you watch it, anytime it's on Dynamite, Dark and Bleacher Report at this point, it's always a pretty high top quality standard. I think what they're missing right now is just marquee names, like stars for want of a better phrase. You know, people that you can just go, oh yeah, there you go. They've, they've, got, they've got that thing, that it factor. And I think if there's anybody deserving of it, like at this point, it is, it is Tia Trinidad. It's so strange that we kind of have to use the name that she's escaped to really like talk about her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Zelina Vega, just to, to it's, it's a very odd thing. But I also quite like how refreshing it is that Tony Khan's just admitting, yeah, we are probably going to go after her because she's a really big yeah. person to have. Like, yeah. it, be great. <laughs> you'd be stupid to let her go. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's, 
it's yeah I, I, I understand this I think it'll work out for all parties and it's just a very good move really if you just look at it that way but speaking of good moves for all parties yeah, uh, Triple H has responded to a bit of I don't know a bit of a tease a bit of a back and forth that we've seen over Twitter over the last like day or so uh, Finn Balor put a picture on Twitter and it was it was like action figures so it was Finn Balor with his NXT championship and Conor McGregor with Triple H in between. So instantly, I was a bit like, oh, God, this is... Well, no, actually, I wasn't like that. Instantly, I just thought, oh, that's quite cute. That's a funny thing. They're both Irish. Way. But then Conor McGregor saw this and put, no more Mr. Nice Guy. Like, he did a little quote tweet, and I was like, oh, oh, this is, this is a little bit interesting. And then after that, Triple H saw what Conor said, and then, like, quoted it, captured it, whatever, and put, just say when. <gasps> That's it, Phil. It's happening. It's happening. Conor <laughs> McGregor is going to fight Finn Balor. Triple H is going to be the, the referee at WrestleMania. It's going to be the main event. Step out of the way, tribal chip. I'm getting very carried away. I keep doing this. But, I, that, I mean, it's a weird one. Because it makes sense. Because Conor McGregor is a big superstar name. He get a ton of eyes on the product. And he's kind of been involved with this weird pandemic era of entertainment and sport events. Because recently, obviously, had a fight against Dustin... Dustin Poirier on Fight Island didn't go to plan, but it'd be a good way for him to make a, a few few extra extra pennies. You know, I mean, I, I hear he's, he's skint, Conor McGregor. He's got no money. Yeah. He's not got a yacht. He he's it. not like needs he does. He needs that extra little pocket money, a bit, bit of pocket change. So it would make sense whether it happens. I've, I'm not so optimistic. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. I think uh, very much just teases at this time. Well, we'll wait and see. You never know. Stranger things has happened in the wrestling business. I mean, the Big Show versus Shaq could happen on AEW now. So who's to say that this can't happen over, happen over in WWE? Madness. <laughs> what a time to be alive, Phil. <laughs> uh, but yeah, speaking of WWE and going back to the Wrestling Observer Radio, um, it was announced yesterday that John Morrison is suffering from a knee injury. Um, you may have seen it on Raw. He was in the match against Matt Riddle. And he did this sort of twisting dive to the outside where he kind of bounced off the top ropes and did a twist and then hit Riddle on the outside and he landed very hard on his knee. Um, and then he was kind of favouring it through the match and then later on when he came out with The Miz later on Raw, uh, he was limping then. Um, but yeah, Dave Meltzer on the Wrestling Observer has said that he is suffering from a knee injury. No word though on how severe it is, how bad it is, whether he'll be taking any time off. Um, I guess we'll have to wait until Raw next week when they sort of reassess it and see where it's at. Um, but we will definitely keep you informed on that. Uh, John Morrison himself hasn't said anything about it, but he has been up on Twitter. He put a tweet up just saying, I saw stuff online about me botching a dive Monday. The landing didn't go as pictured, but the dive was pretty close to exactly what I've been working on. As soon as you eliminate the human idea that you need to jump off your feet to springboard, a world of possibilities open up. It's a ridiculous human being. He's just so athletic, yeah. it's nuts. But he put up a video as well of him doing the exact dive but in like a sort of trampoline center or like a, a parkour place, I guess, um, where he's like diving off this massive uh, high horse thing and doing a big flip. And it is exactly the dive that he did. He like bounces off his knees on the thing and then does a twist. And the dive itself is mental. Everything that John Morrison does is just so athletic. It's insane. I guess just the, the landing wasn't exactly what you'd call perfect, but we'll keep you up to date on what happens with his knee. Yeah, it's a shame that because, like you said, he's such an innovator. And that's what I love about John Morrison. He's constantly yeah. trying to push himself and try things. Like that could just, like you said, it opens up a, a world of possibilities that you can just throw yourself. Like, like this, you don't have it, to jump off your feet. 
Yeah, he like thrusts off his hip on the... It's madness. I, I love that. I love the behind the scenes little stuff where you see him training and practicing with it. It's not just an off-the-cuff thing where he's gone, oh, I'm going to try it a bit different tonight. Yeah. He's actually put a lot of work into that and it's, it's a shame that he's, his knee's been battered off the back of it. Yeah. So wishing him all the best. Hope, he, hope he's back to fitness as soon as possible if he is indeed uh, quite hurt. But no idea I'm going to segue this one, so I'm just going to go for it. But two, all right, there's Miz and Morrison are a tag team that were kind of thrown together and we're very close to potentially having another team throw together for Fastlane. Nailed it, Phil. Nailed it. It was good stuff. So on SmackDown, there was um, Daniel Bryan came out at the start of the show and he was like, oh, I'm going to, I want to challenge Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship because you, 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 took me on after I'd beaten everyone in an Elimination Chamber match. It wasn't fair. And then Jey Uso was like, no, you, you got to fight me first, scrappy dude. And then that sort of changed what were potential plans because we went backstage and Adam Pearce and Sonya Deville was, were talking to Edge and they were like, oh, we were going to do a tag team match with you and Daniel Bryan taking on the Travel Chief and Jey Uso. But now Daniel Bryan, oh, what's he like? This match has just kind of fallen into our laps. Can't really say no. Uh, and then obviously as the, as the night went on, Daniel Bryan didn't actually win the match because it was a double count-out finish. Spoiler, sorry for that, but hopefully if you're watching this video, you've seen SmackDown already. So potentially that match could still be on because it was, it was mentioned a few times throughout the night. There was obviously that little segment at the start. There was Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman talking about it. Roman was like, oh, they've, they've scrapped the tag team match. So that almost suggests that he... He had something to do with that. So he potentially spoke to Adam Beersman and I think you should do this with Fastlane. He was like, yes, don't kill me. So it's, it's, I mean, it's a match that would sell me for Fastlane. I'd be so ready and fired up for that. And there was also a little moment on SmackDown where you had Daniel Bryan and Edge just having a bit of a competitive back and forth, but it did get a bit darker than what we've seen of Edge recently. Like he was, Daniel Bryan was saying, yeah, I'd, I've got a better chance of beating Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. And Edge was like, oh, really? <laughs> see about that, buddy. So... I like this. I really like the dynamic of it all, and I'm interested to see where it goes. Yeah, 100%. I think like the Daniel Bryan bit is like trying to bring the ultimate opportunist out of edge kind of thing. Um, I like this. I, I actually pitched something very close to this before the Royal Rumble on WrestleCulture or something. Not to toot my own horn, but you know, I'm great. Uh, <laughs> um, but it was Jey Uso and Roman Reigns are going up against Edge and Kevin Owens if they wanted to extend that. But checking Daniel Bryan in there, Worthy swap out, I'd say, uh, and definitely a match that I would definitely get excited for at Fastlane, which you don't get to say very often. <laughs> yeah, well, you can sense WWE are trying to bolster that card, or they're going to try and do that as much as possible because the it is the first Peacock, Peacock show. Yeah. That's yeah. it. So the first potentially the first time to get everything wrong before WrestleMania. <laughs> That's it. That is precisely it. So who better to? cause everything to go crazy and tits up than having Roman Reigns there to ruin everyone's lives. Indeed. Uh, but moving on to the Twitter questions of the day. Um, if you want, you can ask us questions on Twitter over at WhatCultureWWE. Um, but the first up comes from Brian Rupel, who says, am I the only one who finds the 4K camera shots on SmackDown to be very distracting and almost unnecessary? Huh. That's, a, that's an interesting take. For the most part, I feel like they've gone down quite well. I really like them because it's some again not to not to tie things into UFC and MMA, but UFC have been doing it uh, recently. I think they did it at UFC the last big uh, like event, mainstream event that they had. They started using it, and it just I just think it looks really good and really cinematic, and it makes everything just it makes you really focus on the people who are in that central shot, and it 
I, it just makes everything feel epic for me. I know it's really just simplistic way of looking at it, but I do watch it and go, wow, that's really cool. <laughs> I don't know why. That's, yeah. that's how I feel about it. I really like them as well in general. I don't think they've perfected them yet. There's definitely still room to work on there. Like part of WWE and their production value is the sort of entrances are so sort of choreographed with the cameras and the wrestlers that like each person gets like their unique set of like camera movements and things like when you think about the Undertaker appearing in the distance and the camera coming up too close to like right underneath him and things like that. Um, and they haven't quite developed a sort of camera personality for each individual character yet. It's all kind of the same, it's all a little bit wide trying to keep it all in the action. Mm. And they're not very good at responding to movements of the, of the um, wrestlers yet. Like sometimes they'll move out of frame a little bit too quickly and things like that. So I think there's work to be done. But overall, I think it looks amazing and yeah, adds something a bit different and a bit unique and sort of just visually interesting and appealing. So I'm into it's it. not often we can say that about WWE. So that's... Um, next up, question from Mark Smith who says, with both Rumble winners facing both SmackDown champions, has Vince finally admitted that Raw is no longer the A show? And do you fear for SmackDown if Vince starts treating it like the A show? I'm glad that second half of the question yeah. came in there because that was that was my look. I was like, oh no, don't do it. It's not. No, it's the B show, Vince. It's still the B show. Stay away. Stay away from my SmackDown. There is a fear of that. The genuine, like, if you look throughout WWE history, when Raw and SmackDown have had those moments, those peaks and troughs, whenever one show starts doing well, Vince goes, oh, all right, and then goes after that show and starts putting his fingerprints all over it, and then the 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 ship starts sinking, and then the other show gets bit, and it it's. It's a relentless cycle, but I'm just hoping we can we can stave it off for for a bit. We can we can just hold it off until at least WrestleMania. And then after that, it's probably going to go tits up anyway. So just just keep it as it is until WrestleMania, please. Okay. I'm going to stay positive. I don't think Vince will ever consider SmackDown as the A show, no matter like how much money it makes on Fox or whatever. I think just Raw's his baby, and that'll always be the case. And I hope that'll always be the case because I mean SmackDown's flown under the radar as a very good show for quite a while now <laughs> without getting ruined by general WWE nonsense. And I want it to fly under that radar for as long as humanly possible. Uh, so let's hope he, hope he doesn't realise. And the final question comes from J-Man who says, Greetings Saturday News Legends, do you think that the working together of Impact, uh, AEW and New Japan would be a collectively bigger than WWE? It sounds like Vince McMahon Nightmare Fuel. Mm. It's an interesting one, that, because, yeah, you've got that that collection, that conglomerate, if you want to say, of talent of New Japan and AEW. If you just look at the, some of the, the top names within all those companies, if we just throw all those together on one show, my God, what, what a super show you've got there. But WWE is a titan. It's a titan right now. Just, just it touches everywhere. Like in terms of like the wrestling industry, you say the words WWE and it's just synonymous with wrestling. It's, it's the first thing that people think of when they think of professional wrestling. So it, it'd take a long, long, long time of those three units all working together and just all singing from the same song sheet for them to come close to WWE because they've just been unopposed for so long and been doing it at this level of just universal acknowledgement for so long as well. So. I think it would be very difficult for three promotions and three different like heads of companies to all see eye to eye for that amount of time. So I just don't, I wish it could be because eight hey, competitions are great for everybody, but I can't see it, sadly. I, I can't see it ever really being challenged. Yeah, me neither. Like you say, WWE is synonymous with wrestling. It is like breaking that 
sort of brand to genre partnership that WWE have created of so many years of just being on the top where people think of wrestling, it's just WWE. And in terms of capturing the casual audience, they have so much easier access to it to them because of that and because of their big TV deals and things like that. Um, so yeah, this huge global company that they've created, I don't think they could even come close even joining forces. I mean, eventually, maybe after sort of years and years of hard work, but it's not going to be a quick ride. It's going to be a very, very long slog to get there. Uh, and like you say, having three companies working together for that long towards one common goal probably won't go well in the long run. So yeah, I don't see any of them taking over WWE in that top spot. They're always going to be there. But at the same time, it'll be a lot of fun for us to watch them try. <laughs> Yeah, it will. It will produce some very good wrestling, and that's what we all love. Indeed. And that was the Saturday News. Thank you so much for joining us. If you want, you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at FilmMyChambers, and you can follow Gareth. At GMorgan04. And like I said, you can follow all of us at WhatCultureWWE. Make sure you do subscribe to the channel, like the video, and comment down below what you think of all of today's news stories, including whether you think AEW, New Japan, and Impact could collectively take over WWE. Um, but most importantly, have yourselves a bloody good day.